Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back, ladies. We're so excited to have you back here. We have a very Welcome. special with us today on Girl Water Your Grass, Miss Maria Abby. Welcome, Maria. Welcome, Maria. Hi. Any day you've got two Marias, it's a good day. Let's just appreciate that's right. That's right. That's a great day. So, Maria has an amazing story, and she has her platform is called Running Myself Together. And we are just so honored to have you here today. And we would love for you to tell us a little bit about you and your story and how you got to what you're doing now and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started quite literally running myself together um, (laughs) with running (laughs) back in, back in college. um, I struggled for years with an eating disorder and anxiety and depression and was uh, in a lot of therapy to work through those things. And then I had a couple of girlfriends in college who were on the track team and Mm -hmm. I wanted to spend time with them. So I started running with them when they, when they went on their runs and I just found that it was so powerful in Mm -hmm. helping me work through specific things. Um, And I really thought that I had tapped into something uh, quite profound. So I started after college, a couple of years after college, I started writing about my journey with mental health and how running played a huge mm-hmm. part in helping me work through that. So now I am a certified run coach and personal trainer, and I help other women um, implement running as a form of uh, self-care, really. So we work through specific goals in terms of running goals, like you want to run a 5k or you want to run a half marathon, I can help you do that. But we try to implement mindfulness into it too, and taking care Mm -hmm. of your mental health and then bringing in faith, your faith life as well. That's so cool. And as a fellow runner, for those of you that listen to this podcast that don't know me well, I have run faithfully for years, uh, 25 years. She is a hardcore runner. (laughs) It's so true. People think it's just the physical and and they don't understand. It's not, it's the body, mind, and soul. It's like, you know, I don't like the treadmill. You get out on a run and how can you not see it as a spiritual experience, the beauty of God's creation. And just, I always love when I go to a new city to run the town because you just get to really experience it and explore it. And I'm sure you've experienced that as well. And your mind, you just, have that time to connect spiritually, but also mentally, it's just the endorphins and it, 
checks you out. You have that thinking time without the distractions of social media and all the technology we have today. So it really is an experience of body, mind, and soul. And I love how you speak to that. Do you feel like you're, the ladies you work with really start to see that it's not just about the physical after they get into it? Yes. And we talk about that in our coaching calls. We, I, I often bring up mental health. So, um, you know, I'll ask directly and as much as they want to share, how is this impacting your mental health? And a lot of times we talk through, you know, well, I'm beating myself up because I couldn't get this run in and that run in or this workout in. And I have to talk through with them, you know, it's okay to give yourself grace. Like I'm here to help hold you accountable. Um, but this is also a practice in learning how to be kind to yourself too. And a lot of the aspects of um, running, it, you have to build yourself up. If you want to achieve these goals, you have to be your own best advocate. And that comes from having a strong like mental state, right? So we talk through that a lot. What about, first of all, I, I love that. As someone who has a fitness background and nutrition background, um, you know, for the last 20 something years working with women, uh, particularly, I think there's such an, um, a misunderstanding for a lot of people. Number one, how much the physical de- does impact the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, right? But on top of that, sometimes there is resistance to the idea, particularly for women with self-care, it's selfish. I can't do that. I can't take that time. What is your, what are your thoughts on that? And how do you help women? Because we all know that you you can't give from an empty cup, right? But how do you, how do you explain that to your ladies as they're just starting to get in this? Yeah, that is such a great point. And, um, you know, I've struggled with that too, in my own life of, well, I'm supposed to give, 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 But to your point, when you do that, you run out of steam and then you don't have enough to give. And so we talk through that in my coaching programs about, um, you know, take time to build. This is for you. Take time to build this in to your life. And a lot of the women find that when they do, they are able to um, better serve their families, uh, better at, at work because they've taken that time to let off steam. They've taken that time to reflect on what's going on in their lives. And then, um, you know, they've, they've taken that time to pour into themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, it it can be a hard balance because you don't want to be selfish, but I think when you're looking at it properly, it is not that at all. It's about serving others and you can't serve others if you're not helping yourself too. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, kind of like give them permission to do that. I think a lot of us need to be reminded and we need to, I guess, be given permission. And so I try to remind them and tell them it's okay to do this. This is for you. And that is okay. You know, it's so good. We thought what's beautiful that too, is uh, one of my girlfriends, she, um, they have four kids and four or five, four or five, that's she always says. And and, and I love this because I've heard several of my mama friends say this, that, when they are, you know, they're, they're wives and moms, but they also are, you know, some are authors, some are speakers, some are podcasters, bloggers, all of that. Right. And I've heard multiple ones of them. And one particular say, I am a better wife and mom when I am also 
doing this other aspect of my mission because it helps to fill me. And then I pour out, you know, and one of the things they, they've said, and I've heard this again across the board where they're like, my husband says, <laughs> I'm a better wife and a better mom when I do that, you know? And so it's amazing how powerful it is when we let ourselves also be filled, how much more we can pour out on others and how much more we're a reservoir for those around us. And it's so true, you know, and that's really what Marie and I do in the women's school working with women is we talk about all the arenas of life and how we are meant to become whole. And if you just have these categories where you're just focusing on two or three aspects of your life, it won't leave you. You're still going to be depleted because God made us to become whole and integrated. And it's not even balanced. If you think about balance, you think of a scale and it seems like you're always trying to tip one way or the other. And so it's, it feels exhausting, right? Where if you're just whole and integrated, it brings your entire life together so that you can become generous and pour out, which is what women, woman was designed to do, right? So it's, it's that holding space for women is such a gift, Maria. It is, we need to be, to have that space held so that we can have permission that you're giving them. I That's love just that you do that. So. Yeah. And that is so interesting about balance and wholeness. And, you know, I'm diving into that, into my personal life too. Um, there is this concept where you have to, everything has to be in balance, mind, body, and soul, everything has to be in balance. But to your point, that's, that, that can't happen, right? Like not everything can be perfectly balanced all the time. So then I think we, when we think that way, when we take that mindset, we are focused so much on keeping everything in line and perfect that when something goes out of line or is imperfect, which is going to happen because we're human and life is imperfect. Um, it, it derails us mm. and it makes us think that we're not, we're not good enough. We are not doing a good enough job, this, that, and the other thing. But when you take it from a wholeness perspective, man, that's a whole other way of looking at it. That is just mm. that shift, right? And it's we're really shift. working on shifting that mindset Yeah. Well, speaking of that. We also talk so much about failure and how failure is part of life. And it's right. actually really important. The only way to fail is to quit. If you just right. keep going, it's never a failure. Right. So speaking of that, what do you feel like is the biggest difficulty or failure that you've overcome and what you've learned from it and how it's really pivoted you to where you are now? Yeah, um, man, that's a good question. I think, you know, I, I really did go through um a, a reconversion almost. So after college, I um, spent time in a workplace that was not serving me in that I was very focused on moving up. So I spent a lot of time with this group of people and was not the best um, I'm trying to think of how to say this environment, like an environment. Yes, I'm trying to think of how to say this as kindly as possible, <laughs> but, uh, was not the best environment for my personal well-being and my soul, to be honest, mm -hmm. but I fell into that. I was young. I was new in the workforce. I didn't know what that entailed. So I fell into that and, um, lived, a, lived a life that was very fast, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And, one day, you know, multiple years later, woke up and said, I can't live like this anymore. Um, it was causing me so much anxiety and so much pain. And so, you know, I look back on that time and of course have been repentant of the things that, you know, have happened. Um, 
so that piece aside, but I look back and I think, wow, thank you, God, for delivering me from that. First of all, could have been worse. Mm. Second of all, it has brought me to such a deeper faith life. I think sometimes when we stumble and fall, we realize how human we are and how much we need that we need God's redemption. And so that truly helped me wake up and say, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need to radically change my life. Um, so failure in that it was sinful, beautiful, and that it, it highlighted God's redemption and God's mercy. And it was, uh, extremely profound in my life. Yeah. What about, um, and that's, that's, so beautiful. It really is amazing how much we, we almost need those moments of falling yes. to actually help us to rise yes. ultimately yes. Uh, and, and, to rem- and to remind us that we can't do it alone. Right. You know, we need God and we need others. Right. Um, what about you? You talk quite a bit. I've seen on your Instagram because you have a, a large following on there and you know, you're just touching lives through that process. What have you, you talk a lot about self or a lot about mental health, right? Would you share a little bit about the, how did that become such an important thing for you? And how did you start sharing that journey? Cause that's typically a very private journey for people, right? Yes. And you're very open about it. You're very open and very honest. Um, I know I've heard a couple girls say, yeah, she, she was, she shared about, you know, a relationship situation that was so helpful. And she shared about, the, you know, as I, I hear left and right, that you were just creating these beautiful ripples of, of grace for women, you know, from sharing your experience. So what was a little bit of your journey with that? And then how did you step into actually sharing that? Cause that takes some courage and vulnerability. Yeah. Um, first of all, that is so kind. Thank you. Um, I think so for me, you know, I started, I really started struggling with an eating disorder when I was young, when I was 15 or so. And back, you know, in that time, of course the internet was around, but social media and blogging and all of that wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And I was searching for a community or someone who just got it. Someone outside of my therapist who I was like, you get it because you studied it. Do you actually get it? Do you actually get what it feels like? And not to discount therapy, therapist or therapy by any mm-hmm. means, but when you're 15, you know, you're trying to, mm-hmm. you're just trying to find that, that community. And so I made a vow to myself, maybe even unbeknownst to me, but um, to eventually talk about it in a way that brings Mm. people in, because I didn't have that when I was going through it. And I was like, man, it would be so great if there was a community where we could talk about these things, where we could feel like we weren't alone. And particularly for women, because it's hard. You, You have this perception that you have to have it all together. And, mm-hmm. and that just was not me. And it's still not me. I don't have it all together. All works in progress. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, you know, I was um, an English major in college and I really loved writing and I wanted to write about my story. So I just started talking about it. I just, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start a blog. I'm just going to start there and share my story. And it has grown since then. And it's such a blessing. And it's one of those things where, you know, as I get older, I'm like, wow, I shared a lot of my life on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I actually think in our culture, we see vulnerability as something that is like, like we're so worried about vulnerability, but I see yes. vulnerability is actually equals courage. Yes, I think exactly. that it's when you 
share that story when you can really make impact. And it's an act of humility. It's so yeah. beautiful. And I've just seen, I think that there's a time and a place for that when you are still in that season of suffering and you're right. trying to just share, I think it becomes attention seeking Yes. whenever yep. you have walked through it. And, you know, we all have, we all have seasons of suffering and there's always, I have found in my life, a blessing in the cross. And I know we'll share more as we get into this, but I have seen in my own life, I would walk back through those fires to be where I am today. And it's just, I mean, I just honor you for your courage in being vulnerable because no one can relate to someone whose life is perfect. And I think that's a big problem in our culture is social media shows just the perfect life and it's not reality. And then we have this ungodly self-reliance where we think it's, it becomes so self-serving and it doesn't work. People are miserable. Right. I just really honor you in that courage to step out on faith and say, you know what? I don't have it all figured out because none of us do. Right. Exactly. It's it's relatable, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, so interesting as I've grown older, I've, I've had to strike. So for me, writing is very cathartic. So if I'm going through something, I want to write about it. And now that I have an audience that reads it, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I have to be a little more discerning in what I say and what I say it, but to give an example and, and just being fully transparent, you know, I was dating a guy for three years, very much in love with him. We were about to get engaged and I just recent, we just recently broke up And so, but it, but it's very nuanced in that, you know, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you just let someone leave your life like that? Um, And so I am going through that season of suffering now. However, Mm -hmm. I have shared throughout these past three years so much about him. So I'm trying to discern, do I need to tell anybody about this? Like, do they deserve to know? But also writing about it is cathartic. So I want to, I want to share it. I want to bring these, this, this audience into this suffering with me because it does help me grieve. But um, so it's, it's striking a balance between being vulnerable and then also guarding your heart too, and not um, sharing too much, you know what I mean? So that it, so that that time is exactly. Yeah. So it's Mm -hmm. figuring that out. Um, I guess I'm sharing it now <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> it's beautiful. You're amazing. It really is. And it's, mm, I mean, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? but when you project yourself out, when you do find that right person, you will yeah. look back and know unequivocally without a doubt. Yeah. Like that served me. I, I, I know that it likely served him right. and it just wasn't God's plan. And right. I don't know if it was a good or bad or but in the end, you just, if you really believe that God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own, yeah. you rest your hat on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that has been such a learning experience for me throughout all of this, because I just turned 30 and I'm like, wow, I really want to get married and I really want to have a family. And I just ended a relationship where that was going to be the end goal. And so Mm. it's scary. It's really, really scary. Um, and of course, I don't know what God's plan is. God could bring us back together. I, I, who knows, who knows? It it wasn't, it was not a bad breakup by any means, but it was, uh, it was a very large learning experience for me Mm -hmm. that God's plan is always going to trump mine always. Mm. And it's always going to be beautiful but sometimes it's going to be hard. 
<laughs> very hard. <laughs> Sometimes you walk through that fire for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that we, we can all relate. And it is the process, I think, of, the, of learning to where you, you do have that dream for your life, you know, whether it is marriage and family, whether it is something mission related or work related, it's like you have those. And at the same time, being in that space where your hands are open, not yeah. grasping, you know, yes, to be, yeah, just learning to be detached from the outcome while at the same time, you're sitting in that space of hope. Yes. So that what, that what I dream and what I desire can be, you know, yes. and it's that I think learning to sit in that tension. I think that the, the biggest lesson that I have learned over the last couple of years, because to me, that was the most challenging space to sit in was saying, how do you sit in that place of this is what I really desire. And this is where I am. And how do I hope for something that I don't know what will happen? Right. But, but going back to, if we believe that, you know, the word desire, and we talk about this a lot in the women's schools that the word desire comes from the Latin word desire of the father, you know, the father's heart. And if we deserve that, um, you know, if we recognize that, um, it, it, I think it helps to breed hope too, to say, okay, this desire isn't just there for kicks. You know, mm. this desire is there on purpose. Right. Um, and I'm going to hope, I'm going to trust that, 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 desire is from God, that it's good. And it's something he wants to give me in the right time. And I think trusting in that, it, it, it gives you then that, ho that hope for today. And maybe right. you don't, maybe you don't reach that dream goal, desire, whatever today, you know, but in that hope for it, it keeps you going. Right. And you exactly. keep showing up to your life in an open space. Does right. that make sense? Cause I think totally. that is something to me that was the biggest aha over the last couple of years to say, Oh my gosh, no, I can keep hoping that this will happen and believe that will happen because the, the other alternative closes me off. Right. Exactly. And I think, you know, I mean, hope is an action yeah. and we have to, um, yeah, we have to, we can't, hope and just, uh, sit on our couches and, and expect that it's going to happen. No hope means we continuously look to your point, look to the father and, and trust that his, his will will be done. Um, and we also have to move forward with our lives too. It, it to me, it hope means action. It doesn't mean mm. that, you know, we're just going to sit back and, Yes. not experience life. We have to keep moving forward. Hmm. I love that you're sharing that Maria, because, uh, Maria Spears, I guess I should say, <laughs> Maria, Abby, Abby, um, it's been so beautiful to watch Maria Spears over the past couple of years. And, you know, as the married one with you single girls, I can tell you that I try to control so long. Oh, it's this guy. And would just almost like grasp for these guys yeah. that didn't treat me how I was worth that, what I was worth. And, um, you know, but I know that that didn't work out for a reason. I am married to the person for me, 100%. Maria cannot that. <laughs> we are literally yeah. direct opposites, but he's just the kindest. I'm just so blessed. The kindest, he's like so humble and kind. Anyhow, so I can tell you that it's worth it when your plan doesn't work out and just leaning right. into that. But it's just really been beautiful to watch Maria Spears over the past year, couple of years, really transition to this season of like, I think so many single people and you all can speak to this, just kind of are waiting and trying to find that person. And they almost feel like their life can't start to that. 
until they find that person, but rather just living well and not waiting on that and living, not waiting, but still God can't drive a parked car. Right. So pressing into that being open. And so I do have a funny story. We've been, Maria has been praying to God. All right, God, I'm living my life. Well, I'm going on. I'm not waiting around. I am open, but I really would like for you to send me a spouse. And she just found out a couple of days ago, she actually just got a contract on a house. So we feel like maybe God got that, he got that word wrong spouse and house. But, uh, I was like, Lord, did you mix those up? Just kidding. <laughs> they, were both, listeners, they were both listeners. You will be moving to Charlotte. So you all know, and you all will be in the same two, the same cities. Yeah. I know. So exciting. We're exciting. We want to share that today, but we're, we're dying laughing. She texted me and said, I think I got, I think God got the word wrong. <laughs> I was like, but I'm so grateful for any and all of it. I'll take That's it. That's right. But it's just, it really has been beautiful to witness. And it seems like you too, Maria, um, that you all are just truly intentionally living out your life. Well, not waiting on that, but still having that hope. And it's just, it's just a beautiful witness of living life. Yes. Yes, exactly. And you said the word intention, which has been my word for the year of being intentional in all that I do. Mm-hmm. And also not replacing. So I think sometimes, well, at least personally for me, if I'm trying to live intentionally, sometimes I replace intention with perfect. And I have mm-hmm. to remember, you know, don't overanalyze every single situation just and, and use it as a, like, and, and cover it with the word intentional. No, like you still have to take risks and live your life and do things that scare you. Um, but there is something to be said about living intentionally and thinking through what we say and do before we do it. And that was something I never did in my early twenties and Mm. late (laughs) twenties. Well, congrats because most people never do it in their lifetime. Right. That's that's what we're here is to wake people up and say, you actually can live life by design and not by default, but it takes work on the other side of a beautiful life is hard work, but it's worth it. Yes. So we, um, we always like to ask people, um, just in your life, you know, if you could give yourself advice 10 years ago, what kind of advice would you give yourself to kind of save yourself? Obviously you learn from all that you've gone through, but just to younger, younger generations of what can you learn and um, prevent you? I mean, I think a lot of our self image is tied up in our physical and there's always with eating disorders, there's usually a root issue. That's not really about food. Would you agree with that? Or totally. is that been your experience? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it was, uh, I keep coming back to this word today, but for me, it was a lot about um, perfection Mm -hmm. and trying to be perfect. And um, it just does not work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, So, you know, I was trying to be perfect and you cannot be perfect. So I turned to food or whatever to control when I felt out of control. So I think looking back and, you know, me 10 years versus me 15 years was much different person. Uh, But I think looking back, I would let go of perfectionism, Mm -hmm. live intentionally, think before you act and before you speak. Those are all things that I did not do that I needed to do. And part of that is just the maturing process, but absolutely wisdom. And, you know, I think we, in our culture, look at perfect as flawless and actually the word perfect, be perfect as your heavenly father. Perfect is translated to whole and complete. 
I did so not we, know that. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so we are to be whole and complete, but we will never be flawless. Right. And so when we move and shift that, that narrative of that actual translation of the word to whole and complete, that actually leads us to become the best version of ourselves when we lead to that wholeness that we've been right. talking about today, you know? So really the shifting that word perfect is a terrible translation in our culture about, you know, no wrinkles, no gray hair, no little pudge here, no cellulite. I mean, that is the last thing that perfect means. It means exactly. whole and complete because when you're exhausting yourself, trying to reach those things, you won't be whole. You'll just be, it's, it becomes stress becomes yeah. selfish, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a Maria, you, you just have so much gold. I feel like we could sit here and talk to you for the next like two hours. <laughs> so many stories. So one of the things that we love to ask our guests also, um, at the end is really how are you watering your grass these days? And then what advice would you give to our listeners to water their grass? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, I'm just, given myself a lot of grace. I'm going through a hard time personally. Um, like I told you all before we started this, I think I had food poisoning last night. So I'm just trying to take life minute by minute, moment by moment. Um, and that helps you water your grass because it helps you take a step back and say, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a hot mess right now and we're just going to roll with it and it's going to be okay. (laughs) Um, and that would be my advice for other people too, is take life moment by moment, give yourself some grace. We're so hard on ourselves. We're inundated with social media and media constantly. That's telling us we need to be and do all these things. You don't, you do not. So just take life moment by moment and accept the imperfections and accept all that, you know, life brings at you. So good. Well, we, are just so excited to be connected with you and just to really continue to follow your story and see, you know, all the things you're doing to make this world a better place. And we're so grateful for your time here today. Y'all go check her out on Instagram, running myself together. Is that the name of your Instagram handle? Yes. And website as well. Yeah. With your blog. Correct. Yep. All right. So check her out. She Mm -hmm. is a gift and you will be blessed by Maria Abbey. So thank you so much for being here today and we'll see you next week. Uh, we're all out of your grass. Bye.